Welcome back, guys, to the latest episode of the podcast from Boots of TV. I'm your host, as always, Del Chapo, and I've got Ed Robinson with myself today to speak about that woeful, woeful England performance. How you doing, Ed, apart from the England result, obviously, mate? Yeah, well, apart from the England result, uh, it's, been, it's been a fairly good week for me in sport. As you know, I'm a big, big basketball, big LeBron James fan, so I just want to put a big up to to the King LeBron for getting his fourth ring and dominating basketball even in his 36 years old and 17th year in, in, in the season. So uh, top man LeBron. But um, moving on to football, yeah, the England game, it's put what it was. we got a lot to get into. Um, I'll let you lead the way on it, Del. So, uh, so uh, where do you want to go? Where do you want to start? There's a lot to go over. <laughs> so much to go about. First of all, I just want to go. He is now not known as Gareth Southgate anymore. He's now known as Southgate to me. Myself and Ed had a conversation a couple of hours before the game, and we pretty much predicted his lineup. Mm. When you are with Ed, we're not professionals, mate. Um, we we don't know Gareth Southgate inside out. But when even we are predicting his lineup. It starts, the question mark starts to be raised around him. We had an episode that was out recently and you said Southgate out, you you wasn't convinced. And as much as when the same thing happened with Oli and Solskjaer with me, I feel like a lot more people are going to be on your side now. Um, the thing for me, I, I rate Mason Mount. I think he's got a great future ahead of him. What I will say is that Jack Grealish is probably the one, one of, if not the most, informed England player right now. He must be looking at himself saying, why am I not starting? He pulls the strings against Wales, the game against Denmark comes, he must be thinking to himself, right, I've got to start here. Mount gets the nod ahead of him. And it, he must just be kicking himself, because what more can Jack Grealish actually do to prove to Gareth Southgate that he should be starting for England? I don't think there's any more he can do, but we're still sat here having this conversation of, should Mount even be starting? And I don't think he should. I, I understand they've obviously got a good relationship from the under-21s, but to now come into play, he and be benching someone like Grealish of his quality, someone who is, uh, you, you can obviously admit, run run the game against Liverpool. And he was the guy, at, in my eyes, that was the difference. He he really did pull the strings that day and he, he gave Adrian and the Liverpool back for an absolute nightmare. Mm. What more does he have to do to get into that England team, do you think? Yeah, well, the starters, um, I think Jack Grealish is a fantastic player. He's having, a, he's having his best run of form to date uh, he, he, he showed in the Wales game uh, just the quality that he has how he can take a, a game by the scruff of the neck and, and, and be the man to create the play and, and do his thing really he's, he's, he's a fantastic footballer and after that Wales game getting man of the match he, he definitely proved that at least in the Belgium game or the Denmark game that he'd have some involvement the fact that he went from that man of the match performance to having no involvement in either of the games is, is just crazy and the thing is with Mason Mount he's a great great player as, as you said and I don't actually feel my issue yesterday was with Mount starting I would have had Mount potentially starting I would have pushed him back and I would have put Grealish in Mount's position and Mount in the centre midfield I don't get why against a team like Denmark you'd, your two only centre midfielders the only two that you have on the pitch due to the fact that he has the uh, three at the back and then the the the, um, the wing backs is well, they were both centre defensive midfielders. You had um, Declan Rice and Kelvin Phillips, who are both defensive minded, similar players. They're not ones mm. who are going to create play. Why not have someone like Mount in the middle there and then have Grealish out on the wing or, or vice versa? Um, I, I just can't understand why he'd want no creativity coming from from the centre of the park. It, it's such a negative way of playing, and, and especially mm. against a team like Denmark. Surely that's a time when you've got to be testing out your creativity and, and your players. And don't get me wrong, I know a few key players uh, like like um, Sterling, for example, were missing. But there was so much there to work with. And, and after like a great game against Wales, seeing who's, what players really stood out, a few of them did get their start in 
uh, in that mm. game like uh, Connor Cody deserved his 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 nod and and then I think um, obviously with Calvert Lewin he got his involvement again he deserved that but the fact is that Grealish is getting stubbed and it, it is that everyone had their suspicion that he doesn't like Grealish I think this has confirmed that because he mm. it, when he has interviews he never wants to talk about Jack Grealish that much he he actually turns the conversation into talking about other players like Mount that's why that's why people mm. have started saying that it's this Mount versus um, Grealish thing. Now, that's, that's come from Southgate. And, um, no one doesn't like Mount. It, they, they just want to see Grealish. I think you could play yeah, of both of them still. I don't see, I don't see why um, there shouldn't be a creative centre midfielder rather than two defensive-minded midfielders. And that's taken nothing away from, um, from Rice and Phillips. But if we're playing Belgium, do you reckon Rice and Phillips is the, is the centre midfield partnership that they're going to be scared of and they're going to be thinking, oh God, we've got a game on our hands here. No, it's not. There's no creativity. There was no creativity yeah. yesterday. It was lacking so much. I know Reese James had a, had a blind performance on the right back and that's probably given him a, a knock up the pecking order for, um, for England choice. But Trent Alexander-Arnold could have been a player who could have been adding a bit of creativity, especially that was most mm. of our most of our um, good like play came down the right hand side there was no Sancho either who was on the bench I thought he was going to take this competition seriously and he's, he's just leaving out so many of the top players and I don't even know what England's starting 11 would be and uh, we're going to the formation uh, as we go on but I just, I just we think, know you're not a big fan of that no, formation no, no, mate. I'm going to get into why in a bit more detail but uh, I, I, going back to your point on Jack Grealish, we have to start seeing him play. I hope he goes from the Aston Villa and carries on, um, carries on playing the way he's playing, and he really takes the decision out of um, Southgate's hand because he is yeah. at the moment he's one of the best like players in the Premier League. He could become one of the best players in world football. And I'm, I'm, I know that's a big jump, but the way he plays football, he can control a game. And when you can control a game, it, mm. it, it, it's just it's just magical to watch. And the one thing Southgate did say, he said at an interview afterwards. Oh yeah, we were able to get a lot of fouls in the end, and, we, and then that was able to get us set pieces. And we feel like set pieces with our ability and our players is some of our best opportunities to score. Well, if you want that, then get the most fouled player in the Premier League on the pitch, who's going to make runs, get fouled, get free kicks, and potentially mm. give opportunity for the, uh, the the big defenders who can come up and head a ball to score. Yeah, the the thing with this England team, um, the thing I'll say. Um, I've never sat here and said that I'm against playing free at the back. What I am against is when we play free at the back and we play it so negatively minded that it mm. almost becomes a five at the back. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like when we play, like like you said, we're playing those two holding midfielders, and it's almost like we've got three at the back. Okay, let's put two holding midfielders in front of them um, and see what they and see what we can do with that. It almost splits the entire team. The entire team up. There's no fluidity about our play. There's it's literally defence midfield attack there's no things don't flow like you said Reese James had a, he did have a blinder down that right side but I almost felt sorry for him because he, he played so well in the England team that after the Maguire red card which we'll get onto shortly he, he was one of the guys that really stood out for me and I almost yeah. felt sorry for him because it was like when a player like that is having a blinder and he all, all he would have needed is someone extra up there to kind of mix that creativity up with mm. And it almost becomes like, what is he meant to do? Is he meant to just keep running down that right-hand side until he whips a ball into the box and hopefully we score? That like, we cannot well, where, play like that. That's where the only I think I think I'd, I'd, I'd go on to say the only like threat goal we had was through that right-hand side in the early doors and then a little bit of the later game through him. 
He was putting mm. whipping balls in. He put a great performances in. If he could play like that all the time, then yeah, he probably could challenge Trent for um, the position or put some more pressure on him. But uh, it's like like you said, it, it, there needs to be more than just like down the right hand side. There was nothing through the middle, and there was nothing really on the left hand side. And I, I just mm. feel like. It, it, it was just such a weak performance of a lack of creativity. The, the the front three had nothing to work on. Don't get me wrong, Schmeichel made an absolute world-class save against Mount, but other than that, there was not really any chances and it looked like such a weak performance and that makes you feel as an England fan like, wow, we've got a squad. If you looked at our squad when everyone's fit, you'd think that's good enough to win Euros, that's good enough to win World Cup. But then you look at the, mm. how the team's laid out on the team sheet and the negative performance and you think, nah, that ain't doing it. I know we beat Belgium, but let's be honest, the first half we were getting absolutely destroyed and we were lucky to be in it. And then we we, we turned mm. it on a little bit at the end, but it was it was a fluke win and that's exactly what it was. That wouldn't happen. We played that game five times in a row. We'll probably only win that once. The thing is as well, it was a lot of people speaking about that Belgium game. That wasn't exactly Belgium's strongest starting lineup. And it, we're coming back from it like... Mm. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, we beat Belgium, we beat Belgium. And I literally was saying to people, hold your horses for two minutes. Like, we've beaten a Belgian team that's missing some key guys in there. Hmm. Then, to come into the game against Denmark, play the way we did, start the way we did, obviously Maguire getting booked so early and then getting that red card, it literally destroyed us. You could see it was almost, the team become deflated. If we're supposed to be this team in which can win tournaments and we can go to high levels. If you go a if you go a man down, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lose the game. Like there was still a full half to play at that point. Yeah. And it was like it was like our heads almost dropped and instead of kind of going for Denmark, it's like we almost took our foot off the gas. And it's like whether you're playing Denmark, Belgium, Wales, whoever, if you go down to 10, you don't just want to sit behind the ball. You're just inviting pressure on 10 men. Mm. It's it's like he's just he builds that team so negatively. Like We've spoken about playing that free at the back, and I feel like he plays that free at the back to almost ac- accommodate to Kyle Walker. And I, yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't think Walker necessarily plays terribly there. But if you're going to play that formation, you cannot play it negatively. You cannot play it. Look at Wolves and the attacking football in which Wolves play with free at the back. Yeah. And you could tell that then look at England. Game. We look absolutely poor with three at the back. Mm. We don't even look. There were certain times in that game yesterday where I could look at and I like. Did I come my way after that game and think we necessarily even deserved a point out of that game? I'm not going to sit here and say we even did. No, we didn't. I think Cody is the only one who looks comfortable in that um, three at the back, and that's because obviously he plays it week in, week out, and it suits his play. And mm. you can see that by the way he was pinging balls every time over to the right-hand side and picking out Reese James. He really looked like a good player and he's really impressed me um, over the last week. But let's go to the formation. Because I'm going to start with... <laughs> I'm going to start and I'm going to go in and then I'll, uh, then I'll, I'll run it back to you. Cause I know Are you going to go through and start saying who, who's being pulled out of this team by uh, Mr. Robinson himself? Well, there'll be a lot of, there'll be a lot of changes in my team. Uh, the three at the back, I don't agree with. I, I know you know that because I've, I've mentioned it multiple times on here. But uh, I, I don't feel like there should be three centre-backs playing. I feel like for England, the midfield is stacked. You've got to think of players that weren't uh, in this squad. You've got to think of the Deli Alleys. You've got to think of the Phil Fodens. You've got, then you've got the people like Henderson, Grealish, Mount, um, the, the two defensive midfield lads who played yesterday, Rice and Phillips. And there's probably a lot more that I'm even forgetting about. Oxlade Chamberlain's going to be back in the mix. And there's just loads when they're all fit. Just say everyone's mm. fit in this scenario. There's loads. You've got to think in that sense. People like Oxlade Chamberlain and, 
Deli Ali might even miss out on the squad. Now, if you could, if you put them in comparisons to a centre back like quality, they're about. It, it, it's hard to say, but if you put a Deli Ali in a comparison to a centre back quality in terms of better players, he'd be better than all the defenders. If you get what I'm saying. So the fact yeah. that we're oh, in terms of centre backs, that is, in terms of the fact that we're then playing three players in that one position, which probably is our weakest all round position, is centre back, mm. and one of them is a bloody right back who's playing in that position. Um, I think it's I think it's crazy. I think you're taking away having the number ten in the squad. There's no number ten he plays with. So a bit of creativity behind the the three up top. You're taking that away, which let's go back to Jack Grealish and another one here, James Madison, who could play that role fantastically. Foden can play it. They all could play it really well. And then, uh, mm. and there's, uh, that, that, that's gone. You've got an extra man at the back. They can't play it out the back. They showed it yesterday. Maguire was terrible. His touch was destroying him each time. That's why he got the bloody red card. Cody's the only mm. one that looked good. Walker shouldn't be playing centre back. Mings didn't look that great when he came on, though I do like him. I, I just think England are not they're not good enough centre backs, good centre backs to play this way. It worked in the World Cup just about. Um, and I don't. We think had an easy run now. as well, though, didn't we? Huh? And I feel like this is something that a lot of people regret. Um, looking back on and they get they got so hyped after that tournament. Yeah, you, is looking back on that tournament, mm. we didn't exactly have a hard run. No, no, we didn't. And this have is a hard what a lot of people. Um, let, let's be honest wins. exactly mate and it's like are we really getting that hyped over the thing is we couldn't score against Colombia in 120 minutes mm-hmm. what was it was it the 93rd minute we scored against Tunisia yeah we got like I a, think it might the have last been. kick of the game winner against Tunisia um, and then we get to the semi-final everyone's like oh my god Like we're going to do it we're going to do it the entire country was behind England mm. but looking back it was almost like the wall was kind of pulled over our faces a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the the cracks were there to show. And the thing is, I like you said, I like Reese James. I also really like Kieran Trippier. He yeah. was one of the standout players in that tournament. He was. But what I will say is that players like that, they're being limited because they have to do such a job up and down that flank now. Mm. They have to literally run back and forth, back and forth. Like, if we're going to play for it at the back... There is no way we can play two holding midfielders, like you said. But one thing I will say, it, it's like, if what is he scared of? Is he like, oh, I can't play Cody if we play four at the back? Cody's a professional. Mm. If he it. needs to play in a four, he'll play in a four. It doesn't It doesn't need to be Cody, oh, Cody plays in a three, so we have to play a three. Or, oh, we have to play three because otherwise Kyle Walker won't really get a place ahead of players like James, like Trippier, like Trent. Mm. And... We just look so weak, Ed. But I just want to get onto that Maguire red card. Yeah. Um, I know you've got a lot to say on the situation, so I'm going to go to you first. Um, how? What? What is your thoughts on it? My thoughts, and uh, not just on the red card, but Southgate's Southgate's actions afterwards are something which I actually want to speak about more. Okay. Um, I know Roy Keane touched upon it, but I'll let you go first, man. I think Maguire is in a very bad stage of his career. It was touched upon yesterday. The pundits on that game mentioned it as well. He's not looking good. He's not looking good for Man United, and he's not looking good for England. He had a woeful game yesterday. Every touch he came, he had he he he, he just hit a massive uh, massively in front of him he'd knocking balls out of play there was one only one good thing he'd done in the whole game and that was knock a cross field pass to Reese James which just seemed to be a lot of what was happening in that game other than that it was just non-stop mistakes mm. and yeah two bad decisions you can argue he got the ball but he got so much of the man and he deserved to get sent off in my opinion I, I think, it was that trailing leg, wasn't it? Yeah, massively, massively. I think he's—he don't get me wrong. On his day, when he's a good, when he's top notch and top form, he's a good player. He's not a great player. He's a good player. Um, he probably, at his best, does deserve to be in the starting lineup for England. 
But at the moment, he's just playing such bad football. He's if if hmm. I think he's definitely not the England's best centre back, and uh, he, he's 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 as good as all, any of the other centre backs. Everyone's been getting ahead of himself, thinking he's world class when he went for that price tag. He's just an average, like to good centre back who got over like um, overestimated. He got overrated, and then he got went for a massive fee of like eighty million, which has made yeah. again made everyone then think he's better than he is. And now he's getting caught out. He's he's clearly average at Man United. He's not doing very well for England. I feel bad for him because he's obviously going through a bad phase. He had a lot of off-pitch uh, issues. I think he will bounce back, but yeah, it was a red card. He cost England the game in a sense. It's not like it was good before. Let's not let's not stay. Oh, the red card came and it changed everything. It didn't. It was terrible at the yeah. start and it was terrible after. But um, mm. yeah, I, I think it was a red card. I feel like he's he will bounce back. He's not a terrible player, but let's yeah. not start thinking that he's England's best centre back because he's not. Yeah. The thing which I'll say about Maguire, as having the managers, uh, as having two managers like Southgate and Oli, they're not the sort of managers to put their arm over a player's back when they need it. Roy Keane touched upon it yesterday. You can see he's having a tough time off the pitch. Mm-hmm. He's having a tough time on the pitch. As a manager, sometimes you need to put your arm over a player and be like, look, things are going to be all right. You will bounce back. I know he said it after the game, but... Roy Keane said he was just like he walks off the pit Harry Maguire comes off the pitch after getting red carded Southgate doesn't even it doesn't really acknowledge him at all Mm. as a a manager you have to be able to manage your players you have to be able to manage them when they're playing when they're training um, be able to manage them in a sense like to get the best out of them now if I'm Maguire I come off the pitch and my manager barely looks at me and let's be honest like you said, it was that trailing leg. He did get a lot of the man, but it wasn't necessarily a terrible challenge. It was almost one of them where it was like, he can make that challenge five times, half the time, uh, two times he gets red carded, three times no card at all. Mm. The first one was an awful the thing, challenge. Yeah, the first one, awful challenge. Second one, you can make the argument. But what I'm trying to say is, if you are Gareth Southgate, you can see... and. Let's be honest. He's England's most expensive centre half. You need to get the best out of him. You like make no mistake. We need to get the best out of Harry Maguire, it, especially if we're going to be. He's going to be on that plane next year. Now, let's be honest. If you look at so many of these players, it, when we're now just speaking about man management, Grealish, he overly manages Mount. Mm. Maguire, he's. His treatment of Pickford is just like, I don't know what is going on behind the scenes, but Jordan Pickford is not good enough to be England's number one. Period. Yeah. I think it was Schmeichel said, and he hit the nail on the head. He goes, you haven't had a number one since David Seaman. No, we haven't. And really. you know what? That hit home because it's been keeper in, keeper out, keeper in, keeper out, this guy, that guy. And it's just getting to the point now where it's like, who is actually England's number one? Who Who is going to start for England? Yeah. Because we've got two great understudies at the moment in Henderson and Pope. And they're not even getting a sniffing. Yeah. With against, 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 against teams in which we need to beat. I know. And they're, and they're both good goalies. They've brilliant season last year. Um, what, what I say with that, uh, fair enough, like you, you just said there, he brought him through with the under-21s. He's always been there. He's been reliable for him. He's done really well in the World mm. Cup, just gone. And that's all well and good. And that's why he's probably kept his place. But then you've got... To, there's having loyalty to a player who's done well for you 
and then there's being real and uh, and and being real is he's the third best of the three goalkeepers and they're quite a considerably amount better than him them two uh pope mm. has been outstanding he got goalkeeper of the year last year Henderson is now like he's going to be Man United's goalkeeper. They're they're confident that he's going to be taking over David De Gea. They're not rushing him into that role, granted, which is probably unfortunately preventing him from getting that nod for England. But mm. um, he's better than uh, Pickford by quite a mile. It's time to make the decision. It's, t- it's time to be real about it. He's not as good as the others, and he he's got big mistakes in him. Yesterday, what was he doing? Why did he need to come out when a walker had the ball? Like, he, he made it all more under pressure. He made it all more nervous and, uh, and having to do something. And he probably made it easier for the ref. I don't know if the ref would have given that a penalty if the goalie was in his, on his line. But it's all, it was all just chaotic. It became chaotic. He ran out of the pitch. He, at the end there as well, we had to put the ball into the box. And um, he absolutely couldn't get it past the first person when he when he was uh, doing the little Hail Mary kick into the... Uh, into the the opposition box, but he's just—he's just not good enough for England. Like he's not a. Nah. If you look at England's centre backs and then their goalkeeper, and you're and you're a, like a world-class team like a, a France, yeah. you're going to be thinking, "Oh, happy days! We're going to tear this to shreds." And he, yeah, we need to get a, a shot-stopping wizard in there like a Pope. And I just want to go back to the quickly do the back three thing. I just want to take you back to the World Cup um, where we did do so well. Uh, granted, I'm going to say fair play. Best since we've done since um, Italia 90. Um, so fair play to Southgate and the boys. But if you really look at it and you watch back at all the games, we didn't score many in-play goals. They were all from set pieces. They were either coming in from corners, coming in from free kicks, or a straight free kick at goal. England didn't score many goals in the right like, in just in-play. Mm. And I think that is because... There is that lack of creativity, as I was touching upon earlier. I want to see a lot of changing. I want to see the change in formation. It worked then, but it's not working now. We've we've got players that can head the ball in, but we can't be a team that relies on scoring from set pieces because that's not going to work for you. I I just can't see how this team is going to take. We're becoming a bit of a stoke, aren't we? Huh? We're literally becoming a bit of a stoke where we're (laughs) we're a one-trick pony. Do you know what I mean? And we've got such attacking players. Quick play. Ed, I'd probably go go as far to say that two of the best attacking midfielders, um, it take taking away obviously your De Bruyne's, but if we're looking at the two best English attacking midfielders, you wouldn't be able to like. I don't even think Mount would be in my top three, mm. and and that's not me saying anything against Mount. I just think you've got players like Madison. Yeah, you've got Grealish. They are two players who like which can dictate a game and. A big problem with England, I think, is we have so many utility players in this squad. Mm. Like players like Dyer, I don't think Maitland Niles is necessarily a bad player. I feel like he warranted his call up. But when we've got so many utility players, it's like we should be able to switch up formations. But no, mm. what do we do? We go with three at the back every time. Three, four, two, one. Three, four, two, one. Three, four, two, one. Every single game now. Yeah. Oh, what are they going to do? They're going to whip balls into the box and hope that they get ahead on the end of it. It's almost like, like we said, it's just becoming predictable. But yeah, I, I just, I just want to go on the subject of Southgate and, mate, if we are going to keep him for the tournaments, like the Nations League and the Euros next year, we've got to sort it out. Mm. We absolutely have got to the sort squad it out. Is insane. We can't play three at the back. Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm glad you're. We have one of the here. best squads out there. That's not even yeah. me being biased. Oh. We've like, if you, if you. Handpick, say, don't even got under 21. We'll, we'll go under 23, under 25. If we're talking the top 20 players in the world at that in that age group, 
a large proportion of them are English players. Yeah, they are. That's the thing. A large proportion of them are English. But none of them play. No. But none of them play for England. But that's the thing is... I, if I you look at France, they started a 17-year-old. They started a 17-year-old and he scored an overhead kick. Yeah. Lob. Well, that just, that's just that's what happens when you put confidence in players that... When, when you put confidence in players that are on form... Mm. If it doesn't work out, fair enough. You can hold your hands up and say, look, I tried it, it didn't work. Mm. But in this scenario, we're doing the same thing over and over again and it's not working. One thing I'll say There's about got to be change compared to the old England teams. So if you look at the starting lineups of the old England teams, it picked itself, didn't it? Um, and sometimes yeah. you play players out of position, like there was always a who's going to play left mid out of Skulls, Gerrard and Lampard. They play players out of position and I don't always agree with that. Mm. I, I feel like in the old teams... Maybe a manager didn't have the bottle to take out the status quo 11 that we clearly had that was as good as any 11 in the world and there's potentially been ever. like That, that, that golden generation was world-class player in every position, on paper. And uh, mm. I feel like, yeah, all the managers like Sven, um, the manager like Capello, uh, Hodgson, they didn't really have the bottle to make those changes. Whereas one thing, I, this is what I credit Southgate for, he mixes it up, he gives loads of people chances, the, the squad's quite big, like a lot of players are playing and it's all good, well and good for a certain point. I do want to start seeing it play regularly now and what the main team is because we've got less than a year to the competition and they need to start playing and getting that chemistry which they're not going to if the squad keeps changing and not knowing who's in the squad or who's in the starting lineup, which no one knows. Everyone mm. could be different. Well, actually, we know, but we don't like it. And... Um, we need that 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 these change. So what what I'm saying about uh, the gold generation is there was only the main team. This squad is uh, the best I've ever seen at England wise in terms of not the starting lineup quality compared to the old ones, but in terms of the depth. There's so many mm. players that we have, so many creative midfielders, so many strikers. The fact is, Calvert Lewin and Danny Ings as backups for uh, for Kane. Uh, they're, 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 what, they're scoring non-stop. You know you're going to get goals out of them. Mm. You've got Rashford, who's probably not even going to start the game because um, you, you're going to have players like Sterling and Sancho starting. And then you've got, like, like you were just listing them off there, Madison, Grealish, Foden, Henderson. Um, there's so many great players. Um, the centre-backs, I can't even list too many of them off. And that's the point that we're going back to, is that that should be the case. But so many right-backs. They've got options at left-back. This is such depth of squad. And... You look, like I said, we look at it, and they can be as good as any squad in the it's, world. It's a shame, isn't it? Like, it let's is. be honest. Like, let's not beat around the bush anymore. Like, it is a big, big shame that we've got Gareth Southgate. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I, I, I'd, I'd love to get rid of him now and get someone like Eddie Howard or, or Pochettino. Imagine that. But uh, it's not going to happen. We're do you know what? I think someone like an, a, a how a, a Sean Dyche. I don't think that would necessarily be a bad idea because these yeah. are these are guys that have they don't, they don't mind what they don't mind what by giving the smaller players a chance. Like, let's be honest, Sean Dyche gives, if, if you prove yourself at Burnley to deserve a chance, he will give you a run in the team. And that's what England need to do. Yeah. Well, I think he let's gives be the honest. wrong people a chance. Like, no, no, nothing against uh, a lot of the players who have been playing, but there's world-class players like Jack Grealish who aren't playing. Uh, it, mm. uh, and then, then, then Barnes is playing. Like, nothing against Harvey Barnes, but how's he picked over Madison? He needs to start... Picking like give, give it's all well and good giving the, the, the chances, but now he needs to give. Um, he needs to find out what his best team is. Yeah, he has no Ed, idea. What, one thing I want to ask you, mate: if we're to go with four at the back, who would be your starting two centre halves? Like mine, mine would actually be Maguire. Wouldn't even make the team for me. Keane wouldn't. Eat, like Michael Keane, another one. Don't don't even know why he's near the England team. Yeah. Um, Eric Dyer, I think he's a good player to have in a squad, but I don't necessarily think he should be starting for England. 
if I'm going to pick any two, I'd probably go Cody and Mings, regardless of whether it's a, um, regardless if it's a three at the back or a four. Though I think they're the two kind of players that need to be starting because I know Mings didn't necessarily have the greatest games yesterday. But every time he's played in an England shirt, you can see how much it means to him. Yeah. When you've got players like Maguire who are off a of form, like he had that that one, he had that one call up where he, where he was removed from the squad. Mm. And I, I think I don't think he took enough time. I think he needs to take some time to himself. And like Ed, we've spoken about mental health on this podcast a number of times, mate. And that's why Southgate's actions yesterday, I think they they triggered me so much because it was like. Harry Maguire is obviously going through a tough time personally and as a professional. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need to step up as a manager to do your part. Oh, definitely. If you cannot do your part, you cannot manage your players. If you cannot manage your players, that's it. Your job is done. Mm. Your job is finished. Are you telling me if Klopp couldn't manage his players individually and as a group that you guys would be where you are? I don't think you would, no. and I think that's that, that's not that's not me saying that like, outside the box. But that's how the best managers get the job done. Look at play, look at managers like Fergie, like Guardiola, like your Klopp's, and so on and so forth. Mm. The best thing about most of them is how they manage their players. At one point, Manchester United in 1999 had four of the best strikers in the league in their team. Yep, and everyone got game time. Cole York, Sheridan, and Solskjaer. Do you know what I mean? Mm. How can we? How can a club? How can a club have four world-class strikers in it? Yeah. Well, not well, You may not necessarily say world-class at the time, but they've done their job it, and yeah. they all knew their role in that team. Great, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. He kept them all happy, and that's a lot of what Pep Guardiola does. I think. I think he's the best one to relate to that because he always mm. has in his midfielders. He has like he had the Sterlings. He has. Um, Mares, Bernardo Silva last year. He also had David Silva, mm. and uh, and and then the strikers Aguero. And he slowly squeezed Foden into that team yeah. as well. And they like. all seem like they get game time. Like they they they, they, uh, they can't all play, but they they. If you look across the season, everyone's mm. got them scattered around their uh, fantasy football teams because they still score loads of points because they're still playing loads of games and they're still part of the squad. And yeah, I, mm. I agree with you. Like that that's that's great management when you can keep everyone happy and you have a lot of a lot of players and I think going back to um Southgate, I think he's he's creating a lot of uh he's, he's he has his favourites who I bet love him. And then I reckon he has people in there who don't like him so much. Uh, that that he that he doesn't want to play. I, I have a feeling we know about Grealish. I have a feeling he's not Trent's biggest fan, which worries me mm. a bit. Um, and I I feel like he, the players might start turning him, and I know fans are turning on him. I, I feel like it would yeah. after this. Twitter was going wild yeah, last night think, about Southgate. If you got back two months ago, I reckon it would have been about maybe eighty twenty in terms of having Southgate. And every week you move mm. forward, and every time there's an England development. He's losing them more and more, and I reckon it'll be about seventy thirty in favour of um, Southgate out. We're going to have to survive the Euros with it because it, it would be like as much as I'd like it, it would be the wrong decision to replace him now or less than a year away from the tournament. You might as well just mm. go with it. But if it's not good, and I'm talking, I'm not talking like to a certain stage. I'm talking looking at the performances, and even if we get to a certain point, but we don't, like if we get mm. to the quarterfinals, it was still bad performances. But then mix it up. I feel like there's there's too it's too good of a team and a generation with young players as you said, and then the older players aren't even that old. Like Henderson's like the veteran player, so he's not even that old. It's too good of a time 
to yeah. waste. Henderson was manager. player of the year last year. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't even get started yesterday. I don't know why he didn't get started. I don't know why Trent didn't get started. I don't know why Sancho didn't get started. Obviously, we weren't expecting we're, Grealish. We're, Ed, like we said, we were looking for creativity yesterday. No, wasn't. How many assists did Trent get in the league yesterday? No, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. And let's look, obviously, Reese James had a good performance, but at the start of the game, you play your best team. If we won that game, we would have been in control of the Nations League group. Why not put your best team out? Why not put your Sancho's, who, like, if you look at his statistics, amazing. You look at Grealish's performances and the way he can get your free kicks, mm. amazing. Henderson, one of the players of the year last year. Trent, as you said, with his assists. Why are these players not playing? Uh, I, I, I don't understand. Then you look at, I don't know why Ings doesn't get maybe more of a chance. He scored so many goals last mm. year. He had, to, he had to work his arse off to get in this England team and he, he's mm. not even getting a chance at it. But look, I'll tell you what's going to be really interesting, Dale. The next selection. I think it's only about a month away. Looking at that next selection, mm. who's it going to be? Because that he's got to be going in with that selection as, right, I've got yeah. to start picking the selection that I want for my squad now. Because there's got to be yeah. only, I'm just guessing here, but there's got to be only like six friendlies or friendly slash nation league games left about until the mm. Euros goes down, you'd think. So he's got to now start picking, well, this is the squad I'm probably going to go with. Now I've got the squad that I'm probably going to go with. Let's start working out the team. Because it's it's getting to crunch time now. He needs to like get this England team ready for the Euros if we want to compete with the best. We've got a group that we should hopefully get through easy. But once we're out that group, we're going to be probably playing either France, Germany or Portugal. And if you look at those three teams against our England team, who do you fancy for that? Uh, on paper, it, we, should, I, we shouldn't be looking at those games as, as such a struggle, say. Yeah. We should be looking at them with almost excitement. Mm. Because it would it would be a great game of football, but after the performance of yesterday, I'm looking at them with my head in my hands, thinking this is not going to go well. No. But Ed, I feel like we could chat about this all day, mate. Um, we could chat about this all night. Yeah. Um, but to finish up, mate, I want you to name your three players who have to be in the next England squad, um, and of and three and those three players should be starting for England. Okay, I'm going on me, not what likely Southgate's going to do. Um, yeah, no, no, don't worry about Southgate anymore, mate. We all know he's going to he's going to start Mount and he's going to give him a little a little start, jelly baby or something before the before the game to keep him going. Dyer will be back yeah. in the squad. Um, right, so uh, obviously a lot of this will be based off of uh, Premier League performances leading up to it. But yes, Jack Grealish, he's he's looked like one of the best players in the league so far. Mm. He can control that midfield. He's but he's in the squad. Um, uh, Raheem Sterling he's one of England's best players he's been injured for that campaign so that's why he was out but I want to see Sterling mm. back in it and I, I think we missed him massively I want to see Raheem Sterling mm. bossing the England uh, up top next to Harry Kane I, I think I feel like he's just got more than uh, more than um, Rashford when it comes to England and I, I feel like yeah. he, he was a massive miss and then uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold I want to see him back in the team I want to see him back starting and I want to see him proving to Southgate that he's one of the best right backs, if not the best right back in the world, and he can be one of the most creative players. You have those three suddenly in that squad yesterday. Imagine the creativity you're going to have from uh, Trent and uh, Grealish, and then the attacking force you're going to have from Sterling. Mm. That could be a different story when you're playing the big teams, and Henderson needs to start as well. Um, yeah. What about yourself? Ed, I just want to say on those picks, mate, mm -hmm. um, the thing in which I say is that that's creativity across the park, and that's yeah. essentially what we needed. Um, Definitely. So you said Sancho, Sterling, no, and the, Grealish. Sterling, yeah. Grealish, and Trent, as I went for. Tr uh, all right. So first of all, for me, Sancho has to start. Yeah. P 
period. Like he's been. If you look at like we've said before, Dortmund fans don't see Royce as their best player. They see Sancho as their best player, mm. and there is a reason for that. When you're playing with someone like Haaland, who is a goal machine, yeah. and you are putting the ball on a plate for him week in week out, and you're playing at such a high level, and your performances are they have been great and it's not just been like a lot of people might have looked at him at the start but like, oh, it might just be a little bit of a fluke mm. um, who knows but what I will say is that he's such a talented guy and he deserves his starting place in that England team I completely um, agree another one um, would be Madison for me um, he's been instrumental um, I know a lot of people speak about Vardy um, but if you take Madison out of that Leicester team that's a big part of their creativity mm. Um, and that's why I'd have Madison in there. And the last one for me, um, because he doesn't start, I'd have to take Dean Anderson to one side. So I would go with starting Nick Pope. And the reason for that is because I feel like a big part of our defensive issues is actually Pickford. Mm. If you have got a goalkeeper behind you who's not high on confidence... That must be a bit nerve-wracking to be a centre-half in front of him. I agree, yeah. You're not going to be confident to pass the ball back to him. You're not going to be confident in him making saves, retrieving the ball from corners. And it's just like, if you don't have confidence in your goalkeeper as a centre-half, yeah. how are the fans meant to well, get Liverpool's behind? a great example of that. You can see it whether, when Alisson plays, the confidence mm. you have knowing he's there. And then when Adrian plays, it's all a bit more shaky and nervous back there. <laughs> just a little bit more shaky, mate. Yeah. Just just a tiny <laughs> so bit. That, that, yeah, that, I completely agree. There's a massive difference between having a world-class, confident goalkeeper and then someone you're thinking, eh, not sure about this. And, uh, and yeah, Pickford's one of those players. Ed, I think that's a great place to wrap it up, mate, because otherwise we're going to be sat here for hours and hours and hours speaking about how Gareth Southgate is slowly, slowly failing as England's manager mm. in my eyes. Um, but thanks so much, mate. Um, it's a pleasure as always. always Absolutely love. Yo, uh, Ed, last couple of episodes have been quite negative ones, mate. Let's hope that Liverpool and United get a great performance in next game yeah. and we can speak about things more positively I because so. I like happy ones, be. mate. When... <laughs> Winter is coming, um, and we need to bring a bit more positivity to the channel. So, so like let's hope that we can bring. If you want to call me the John Snow of football podcast, mate, I am not going yeah. to disagree. John Snow, that's the only thing. <laughs> John, do you, uh, do you know what? I don't think John Snow wore caps as well, mate. So, uh, if, but if John Snow wore England him. play, he might not have hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Like I said to you, I'm a United fan, and I watch England religiously. That is why I'm bored, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for listening. It's a pleasure as always. Check out our description to stay up to date with all of our content. We've got loads more coming out for you. Thanks very much, and take care.